Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, let's go right back to the phones. And joining us as he does every week at 10 o'clock, Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing good. And don't expect these glowing introductions for much longer. I'm going to get back... Get back in the groove. I'm, I usually like to rip on you. I don't know why I've been so nice lately. Back, back to reality here real soon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the reality is you know you're one of our favorite contributors, and you've been a long-time part of the show, and you bring us so much information. you got a lot going on. Sure. You know, I know we want to get into different tactics, especially for the tournaments you got coming up, and then I want to talk about some other tactics, but let's let's just get right into it. You're not very far from getting into your tournaments, right? That's right, Terry. We have so much going on. I mean, this week, uh, we did a lot of stuff with our partners. We we held a webinar as well as a live feed with Colorado Parks and Wildlife. You can speak out through their website uh, or through their YouTube channel or even on their social page to watch that. That was all about stuff that we're doing right here in the state right now as far as catching fish on the ice. Uh, we did a live feed with Clam. That's available on their Facebook page, so Clam Outdoors on Facebook. Uh, that live feed's there. A lot of great information. Uh, and we've been teaching our school, so I'm actually at Cherry Creek Reservoir right now, just taught our morning ice fishing school, caught a bunch of walleyes. Uh, the weather definitely had them a little picky. And Terry, you know how that is, our very well-fed fish. Uh, marked fish all morning and just uh, had to had to really fine-tune it to uh, to get them to take the bait. So, But again, at Cherry Creek now, at Cherry Creek again tonight for ice school. Uh, and then after that, it is full tilt ahead to ice addiction. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk going around about it, just excitement. Uh, we released our first place prize. So for Grand Lake, we, we kind of have two different prize packs. But for the first two events, uh, the prize, we're giving out $3,000 cash. Uh, we are giving out a $3,000 Quiet Cat bike, uh, which is probably one of the biggest things that people are talking about. The, the whole electric bike uh market has just exploded and there's a lot of opportunities at various places in the state of Colorado to where you can ride that e-bike on the ice. It's kind of converting into this awesome ice tool. Uh, They come with studded tires, trailers and all kinds of cool stuff and they have a package right now to where uh, obviously we have the opportunity to win an e-bike through ice addiction, $3,000 value. Uh, They're also giving out almost a $1,000 incentive to anybody that buys an e-bike through Quiet Cat. Uh, You just mentioned the word ice addiction and there's a huge thousand dollar incentive to get the, the whole winter package with it uh then we're also giving out fifteen hundred dollars to bass pro as that first place prize so a little over seventy five hundred dollars in value that first place prize we're paying down 30 spots as always uh and just a ton of a ton of excitement around ice addiction uh for that first event at grand lake also, more than anything, just talking to the town of Grand Lake, uh, this is a big boost for them. Obviously, the the whole concept of just the, the general COVID issues hitting the mountains, it kind of slowed down what is known to be a tourist town. Uh, then obviously having extremely devastating fires up in Grand Lake. They had a very rough winter. Uh, so we chose to go to Grand Lake twice. So we're obviously there January 16th that we're excited about. Then we go back February 20th. The whole town is lighting up for ice addiction. Uh, we'll have a a, a basically a PDF on our website as well as our Facebook page coming up here Monday. 
but the whole town, they have special meals for ice addiction, discounts for ice addiction. Uh, lodging is doing a bunch of stuff. So it's really neat to see the town of Grand Lake just lighting up for this tournament. Uh, and obviously, we are standing with them. We're trying to support them in every way possible. We're encouraging anglers. Uh, you know, if you're used to driving up the day of the event, try to come up the night before, support a, a local hotel. I'm not saying just to spend the money, but it's great to support a town that went through such a hard year. So we're, we're trying to support them in every way possible. And uh, this first event is looking good it's actually going to be kind of on the east side of the reservoir by the boat dock uh, so different than normal our february 20th event is basically right in the middle of town that deep water uh offering rainbows browns lake trout uh but this first event is on the far east side definitely still have the option of all those fish but it's a little more focused i'd say on rainbows and browns so it's a a little different kind of venue than most people are used to at Grand Lake. So a little change of tactics, maybe fish some waters people aren't used to. Uh, so we're just really over-the-top excited about this first event. Let's talk about how you approach a tournament like this. And let's take the first one, which is going to be probably not as much lake trout, but rainbows and browns. Kind of tell people what they are what they experience. You come out there, you have this grid of holes. Explain that. And then talk. maybe give a few tips on how you would approach it. Absolutely. So, you know, with our event, definitely different than most tournaments in the state. Um, we pre-drill the holes. So knowledge of the lake uh, in general, as far as like hot spots, don't mean a lot in our tournaments. And we do that intentionally. Um, I mean, Terry, there, there's a ton of anglers that have the availability to fish a lot and, and you know, amen to them. We, we love those anglers that spend a lot of time, but there's also a lot of ice anglers, whether they're you know, veterans of the sport or they're brand new to the sport that might not get a fish as much. And we wanted to make a tournament where it puts all of the credit or all the the focus on your skill as an angler. And that skill mainly being skill with your rod reel, choosing jigs, making the most of it. So we eliminate the option of having a secret honey hole. We eliminate the option of needing snowmobiles and all the big gear Uh this is all about you and your talent. So we're going to send you out there. We're going to drill all the holes. All the holes are 25 to 30 feet apart, a little bit further than kind of normal. Uh, so we have a, a wide spacing grid of holes. We have about 30% extra holes, so you can move around as much as you would like. A lot of people think when they hear ice addiction, you know, that you draw a number and you get that hole and you're stuck to it. Uh, you just walk on the ice, kind of first come, first serve after you go through registration. Uh, but you can just pick a hole, start fishing, and there's going to be 30% extra. So you can move around as much as you would like. You can hole all day long uh and again it's all focused on your skill as an angler as long as you're fishing one of our holes uh you're good so it's one line one hole at a time you can move around as much as you want uh but you're only allowed to actively fish one line and one rod at a time Uh, and then it's state law as far as everything else goes so use the live bait and, and everything else like that it all goes by state law and then we pay down by heaviest single fish. It doesn't matter uh, the species. It doesn't matter if you catch a limit. It is all by single fish. Uh, so you can weigh your legal limit of each fish. So uh, it could be a rainbow. It could be a brown. It could be a lake trout that went in. It's just the heaviest fish that we weigh in is going to take that event. So just kind of a different format. Uh, I think you can ask anybody that fishes it. It's just fun. Uh, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of hanging out. You know, give a ton of prizes. Um, and it's just a good time on the ice. And uh, registration is open now. You can go to tightlineoutdoors.com. Uh, if you click on Grand Lake, you can look at our fact sheet uh, and get all the information that you really want about the event, explain things you know, very much in detail, uh, and grab your ticket. It's only $45 to enter. Uh, and again, that first place prize being a little over $7,500 in value. Uh, and in total, we're close to about 24000 in cash and prizes total at Grand Lake. Uh, so excited about that. Now, as far as how I would approach it, Terry, um, 
I tell this to people and I don't think people want to believe me or it's just the overall excitement of the tournament. But fishing ice addiction where, you know, you'll hear a lot of people that say, oh, you just need luck. There's a lot of lines down there. But I can tell you, we see a lot of the same consistent anglers weighing fish. We see a lot of consistent winners taking home prizes. But we also see people that, you know, for first time out and you know, they hit that right fish. Uh, so I really think there, there's options of everything in here. The opportunity to, to just go have fun and hope you get a big fish. And there's a lot of tactics that go into it. But going into this tournament, Terry, I can tell you that fishing ice addiction, even though it's in a grid, even though it's one line per angler, it is the exact same as me fishing walleye tournaments when I was the peak of my career same as when you were fishing your you know professional tournaments it's the same thing if you go into any tournament and you are simply looking for the biggest fish possible you go big or go home um i would say that hands down nine times out of ten or even worse odds than that um you end up going home with nothing the true trick to doing well in ice addiction is catching fish if you go into the tournament just to catch fish, the same tactics that you would do if you were going up just for a fun day of fishing. So if you go up there today not even knowing there's a tournament and you just go have a fun day of fishing and and learn patterns for that fun day of fishing, that's what you need to do on tournament day. You have to go into the tournament just with a concept of I just want to catch fish and have fun. If you if you go for a strictly a very large fish, you drastically reduce your odds of possibly being successful. Catching fish is priority. Same in any tournament. Like when you fish tournaments, when I fish tournaments, weighing a limit of walleyes or bass, weighing a limit of fish is more valuable than seeking out the biggest fish. Now, obviously, big fish help and consistent big fish help, but in a tournament, catching fish continuously and and just always having fish is more important than anything else you can do. And that's the same as ice addiction. Catching fish is key. As you catch a bunch of fish, you're going to get some fish that, that weigh slightly better maybe than others. And that's how you win these tournaments. If you look at our stats across the board, we had one big fish at blue Mesa four years ago that weighed 12 pounds. Other than that, literally out of 36 events, uh, I think we've only broken the five pound mark one other time. The, the fish that consistently win these tournaments are two and a half to four pound fish, very average fish. So when you go into the tournament, think about catching fish, period. Doesn't matter the size, catch fish. And, and if you do that consistently, more than likely you're going to be up on the podium taking a prize. All right. Now, how does, whether it's ice addiction or Antero or uh, Terriol, how does, what are some of Nate Zielinski's favorite lures and tactics for trout? Absolutely. You know, so when I go trout, I break it down into an active presentation and I break it down into a still presentation. So they like one or the other. I can tell you right now that I probably do far better on active presentations, but it's because I have a lot of confidence in that. But I break it down to an active presentation to a still presentation. Um, I almost always start off with the active presentation. And then if I, I'm not having success with that, I slow it down to, to a very much a dead stick or slow presentation. Uh, with that, I always want to have a bait that has a lot of versatility so many baits or jigs that you have are are very much one trick ponies um as opposed to taking a bait that you can do a lot with so i might take a a tube jig as simple as that maybe a 
inch and a half, two, two and a half inch tube jig, but I'll take a tube jig, and how I make it interesting is I will overweight it. So I'll take uh, the average tube jig, but I'll put more weight in the head um, to where I can turn that bait from a very slow, up and down, mellow technique to being overweighted to where I can pop it and jump it, and I can make it very much a reactionary bait. So I'll take a normal lure, a normal bait like a tube jig, use almost double the weight in the head and i can do anything i want with that bait i can i can slow swim it i can pop it i can roll it um and it gives me some versatility same type thing i love taking like a swimming bait like a blade bait or a little rattle bait um something i can do a lot with i can work the water column really well i can get some flutter out of it if i let it free fall um i can let it down slow and i get some penduluming out of it um so number one on my active presentation get a bait that you can do a lot with um you know the the traditional jigging spoon, say like a Castmaster, a Swedish pimple, you can still do a lot with it, but it is very much an up and down motion. Take a bait that you can adapt to, to move a little more, and that's one big key. Uh, the other thing, if you are a tipper, I don't always tip my bait, but let's just say you do want to put a wax from a mealworm, piece of sucker meat, a shrimp. If you are that angler that tips, um, whether fishing for fun or fishing a tournament, if I do decide to tip, I take it serious, and I want to make sure that I change up that bait often. Uh, it would be very rare for me to keep the same wax worm or, or piece of meat on a hook longer than 15 to 20 minutes. After 15 to 20 minutes, the bait's saturated with water, it loses scent, and it loses its effectiveness. So when I'm tipping baits, I am constantly keeping it fresh, and that's one trick to help you catch more fish. Same thing with a still presentation. Uh, if they want the bait still, they want it still. So when I'm fishing a still presentation, I fish on a bobber. That way, as I get a, a take, I can pick up the rod. I can be ready. The bobber moves again. I can set the hook. But regardless, it, it is still for a reason. So if I'm fishing a still bait, it, it is sitting motionless. I'm not you know, slowly moving it. I'm not popping it. It is sitting still. Same thing on that slow presentation. Obviously, more than likely, you're going to use bait. Keep that bait fresh. Um, so just put a lot of focus in your presentation and make it the most. Don't get lazy with it. Try to try to keep everything at, at its peak condition. It's going to help you catch more fish at the end of the day. And lastly, listen to the fish. Like nine times out of ten, the fish are going to tell you what they want. Uh, if they start hitting that active presentation, get rid of the still presentation. If they're taking on slow hops for big hops, Focus on what you're doing. Like ice school today, that's what we really watched is, is how are the walleyes taking the bait? When are they taking the bait? Key presentation points are key. So, so figure out exactly how they want it, duplicate it, and you're going to catch more fish at the end of the day. All right, you brought up the walleyes. What different presentations do you use when you're chasing walleyes compared to the ones you talked about chasing trout? Yeah, you know, so right now it's all about a glide bait or a swimming bait, um, even a little bit of more reaction into the blade bait. So right now, Chatfield and Cherry Creek, you cannot go wrong using baits like a clam tikka minnow or a, a rappelet jigging wrap. Um, those minnow-style gliding swimming baits uh, are absolutely key. They're hitting a wide variety of sizes, from a size 3 to a size 7. Uh, so, you know, from an inch-and-a-half bait to a, to a, almost a 3-inch bait. Uh, but those style baits are just doing tremendous right now. They, they swim and they cover a lot of ground. They draw fish in. They have some reactionary tra- you know, tactics to it, um, and, and it's fishing very well at Cherry Creek. We caught fish as shallow as 10 feet today, as deep as 15 feet, and that's being on top of structure. So the top of the structure, 10 to 15, we caught a lot of fish at Cherry Creek. Chatfield doing the same thing. Uh, I would say I'm catching them as shallow as about 12 feet at Chatfield, uh, and as deep as about 18 on top of the structure at Chatfield. So wide variety there. Um, Cherry Creek, you have some slightly 
you know, weaker ice, more on the east portion of the reservoir. So at Cherry Creek, I'm definitely fishing more the west side. Uh, at Chatfield, you have a lot of bad ice on the main lake. So at Chatfield, I'm putting way more of my focus on the south end. Uh, so front range ice is, I would say, not as conditioned or stable as it has been in years past so use a lot of caution carry the spud bar uh but once you are on good ice that there definitely is a great walleye bite going on right now in the short rings lakes and the last question i have for you is what are you seeing in some of the lakes we talked about obviously your tournament what about south park and some of the other lakes you know all of our fishing good and Terrell had a very massive influx of ice anglers. It, it, I don't want to say crowded, but there's, it got a lot of pressure. Um, we are still doing very well at Antero. I will say, if you go up to Antero and you pull up to your spot and there's 50 other holes around there, keep moving. Those fish are starting to feel a little bit of the effects of angling pressure. So at Antero, try to find some clean ice. If you find an area that hasn't been hit hard, you're going to catch a lot of fish. The other big kind of tactic for Antero, keep those baits a little higher up. There's a great suspended bite going on, and so many anglers are focused too low in that water column. So find fresh fish, keep the baits high, you're going to catch fish. 11 Mile is fishing very well. Uh, It's probably been one of the best pike seasons I've seen at 11 Mile in many years. So um, I usually don't even start pike fishing until later February, March, uh, and the pike are going gangbusters. So great pike bite. Uh, the kokanee are starting to gather up on the plankton schools, so we're definitely seeing some good kokanee action at 11 Mile, and the trout fishing has been very good. Um, a lot of people that know 11 Mile know it can be somewhat hit or miss, uh, but I would say that 11 Mile has been very consistent and consistently on the better side of fishing. So uh, it's definitely a great destination to hit for sure. Now, if people want more information on your tournaments or on your schools, how do they find you, Nate? You know, our website's up and running, tightlineoutdoors.com. Uh, right now, we guided lake trout this week. Our biggest laker was a 38, so we have big lakers going. We have a lot of walleye going. Uh, we have good trout. We have a little bit of everything going. So guiding-wise, we're full-blown, uh, some great fishing. Obviously, the tournaments are going. We highly encourage people to register now. Uh, we're trying to give the town of Grand Lake estimates on who's coming to the tournaments. Uh, ticket sales are open for another five days. They close next Thursday. Uh, but if you're going to register for the Grand Lake event, do it now. We would love to have you register now just so we can tell the town who are coming, uh, make sure everything's set in place as far as precautions. Obviously, we are being very safe. We've had a lot of questions about you know, how we're, how we're relating everything to the COVID regulations. Um, I mean, spacing out in line. We have hand sanitizing stations. Uh, our, all of our wave baskets are sanitized. So, so we're doing everything on our end to make sure that this is a very safe event. Uh, so we promise you that. Do not have fear. Come on up. Try the event. Uh, but again, if you can, register now so we know you're coming so we can anticipate everything. Uh, but everything's on our website. So everything is there, ice schools, guiding, uh, and events at tightlineoutdoors.com, as well as on Facebook, Tightline Outdoors. All right, my friend, we will talk to you soon again. Good luck with all your ventures, and thank you for sharing all that information. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. You bet. Nate Zielinski, always a tremendous resource, whether it's hunting or fishing. His group is out there. They're catching fish. They're harvesting game, and they share the tactics. And they also, you know, if you want to learn a lot, We have a lot of guys on this show that do guide trips and book, and I wouldn't hesitate to book a trip with any of them. Tightline Outdoors is right there Um, because you're just going to learn and accelerate your use of outdoor activities. Your, your, Your outdoor IQ will accelerate so much more quickly if you do a few trips with somebody who's an experienced guide. We'll take a time out. When we come back, we'll wrap things up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. 
Carol Woods from Outdoors is brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear, locations up and down the front range serving your outdoor needs. Hey, we're going to wrap things up here in a minute. We've got, uh, obviously, you've heard the promos. This is going to be your headquarters for the NFL playoffs, all three games right here on the fan. But before I go, I want to talk to you about the guys at Trigger Time uh, Gun Club. I recently, um, my favorite handgun is an M&P Shield 9mm that I've loved. It's the most reliable. I shoot it accurately. It's just an incredible gun. I love it a lot. But I recently had some issues with uh, one of the fingers on my left hand. And the only thing about the M&P Shield, the standard one, is they're a little bit stiff to rack. you got to give them a good pull and uh, make sure you're doing it right. Well, I'm going to actually have some surgery on this hand here in less than a week, and I think it's going to come back. But I said, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to look for something with a little easier manual of arms. I went into trigger time. They introduced me to the M&P EZ. This gun was a home run, okay? I purchased it from them, uh, and I just love it. But I now I had a gun that I they're a little different in grip, a little different in shooting, a little different in manual of arms. And I don't like to practice with two guns that dissimilarly on a regular basis. So I said, well, what do I do with my M&P Shield 9mm? They said, well, we can consign it for you. you know, not only do they have an incredible retail section that's open to the public, you know, I practice there, but you don't have to be a member to take advantage of the retail. So they consigned my gun. So I ordered the, the new one, or it was in stock. We have to go through the background check, of course. We did that and put my, my other one on consignment. Well, when my background check was done, I'm able to go pick up the new gun, and I got to shoot it immediately because I am a member, because I do practice there. And being a member, there was a lane available, and, you know, you get a new gun, you just want to shoot it right away. So I got to go do that, and they put mine on consignment, and within days, it was gone at a great price. Somebody got an incredible firearm, and I got a great price for it. Because I let them handle it. You have to go through a dealer for the transaction anyway. So Trigger Time is a great, great place to go practice. Indoor, 25-yard and 100-yard indoor facility, state-of-the-art. But their retail section, which is open to the general public, and all the amenities that go with that, the accessories, and the knowledge. You can't pay enough for the knowledge they're going to share, share with you. So if you're a shooting enthusiast or you're thinking about getting a gun, stop by the Trigger Time Gun Club and check them out. Um, you just won't be disappointed. They're just great, great people. Anyway, we're going to start wrapping things up here now. A lot of people, you're getting out ice fishing. You heard a lot of tips. There's a lot of good fishing going on. Please be extremely safe. Be extremely safe. If you go out into the backcountry, Tell somebody where you're going and when you're coming back. It's so important. Follow us on Facebook. All the stuff you hear about on this radio show, we post a lot of podcasts. I post a lot of my articles with people I write for on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. And a lot of the fishing you hear us talk about uh, is on our YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. And a lot of the ice fishing right here in the state of Colorado is featured right on that page, Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom on YouTube, with lots of places you can go and lots of tips on what to do it. I want to say thanks to Kyle for keeping us online. Thanks to Karen for keeping me on schedule and online. They make this show work. Thanks to you folks for listening to us and being part of the show. Join us every Saturday from 9 to 11 on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour and bottom of the hour and football on 104.3 The Fan. Yeah,